Welcome to. Welcome. 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 Hello. Come in. Have a seat. Doors open. Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and the banging coming from inside your radiator. Is it getting louder? Is something inside it? Should we be worried? Should we leave? Well, we should definitely leave. We should get out of here. Let's go. What? All right. Okay. Bye. See you guys later. Oh, I was waiting. I wanted you to make sure it was safe outside before I followed you. I'll fight the radiator monster. You have to say your name. Oh, I'm Alicia Herter. Who? What? <laughs> I'm Tara Keck. We do We're this? <laughs> you do this for five years. You, you, you lose yourself a little bit. <laughs> in the process. In the practice. Who is she? I mean, that's a big question. That is the question. On today's episode, Dare to Dream. Which is in the news and a New Year's resolution check. And we told you we were going to check in. Are I'm, you ready? I'm checking in on you. What have you been up to? We can't talk about it yet. I've been, I'm in there with my little stick. You're in a tram. I'm in there with a little stick poking you to make sure you're still alive. In this scenario, you're a roly-poly that I've taken from outside and I've put you in a terrarium full of leaves. You know, sometimes the things you love, you got to let them go. What song is that? Is that Coldplay? <laughs> Might be Coldplay. <laughs> Dude, what's up? How have you been? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh... I had something hilarious happen to me oh. at the grocery store. I've already told you. Oh, well, tell me again. I just want to tell the general public to be on the lookout mm-hmm. for this woman who's gone off the rails. You. Besides me. Oh, someone else. So I went to a grocery store. My yes. local grocery store, it's called the Food Emporium. And um, I'm checking out normal every day. I go to the checkout and uh, it's a woman I've never seen before. And I know my local cashier. <laughs> it's very kind of you. I don't know them. This woman's new, and I'm doing my regular grocery shopping. I'm doing this whole thing where I only eat Whole Foods. She starts, she starts checking out my, my stuff, and it goes beep. And she's like, hmm, yuck. <laughs> beep. Ugh, I don't like those. She's like, I'm standing there. How old is she? I would say early 20s. Okay. I would say 23 probably. Yeah. And she's just standing there with her long nails and her hijab. Just like old enough to know better. Yeah. Well, also old enough to be like, I know how to hurt other women. Yeah. <laughs> Which is make fun of what they're fucking oh eating. Oh my God. Because she's like, at some point, she's like, she's like uh, typing in like da 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 da, like typing in my shiitake mushrooms. And she's like, uh, I must be the only one in New York City that doesn't like shiitake mushrooms. She it probably tastes, is. They taste like dog food. Beep. Just like with her long fucking nails, like I wonder if she ugh, has, like gross. never cooked them. She just eats yeah. shiitake mushrooms raw, and that's why she thinks that. That's totally possible. Well, also I'm like not everybody's got good taste, but I thought it was mm. so fucking hilarious. It's very funny, and I've seen this woman thrice since, and I'm like, go to her every time. Well, I've, I'm kind of like, should. am I in a good enough place to get roasted? Because sometimes I'm like impressive <laughs> with my with my checkout 
paraphernalia. And sometimes I am not impressive. Yeah. Where like if she's uh, getting ready to beep some extra large heavy flow pads, I don't know if I'd be okay to be like, she'd be like, beep. (laughs) She's like, heard of Diva Cup? Beep. Beep. Ew. Do you hate the environment? Beep. (laughs) I love that. And that's basically my whole life right now. I feel like we need more of that. That used to be old New York City. Mm-hmm. I hope it's making a comeback. Where yeah. you just like leave your house and you just don't feel safe anymore. Emotionally. Emotionally. Physically, it's fine. Yeah. Emotionally, torn to pieces. Mentally, devastated. <laughs> There's no coming back from that. Dude, that's crazy. That should be like a whole skit in itself. You should be looking around to see if there's actually cameras around you. Oh my God, I am being punked. You're like, SNL, it's gone rogue. Yeah, you are Ashton Kutcher. Oh God, I am. And I should be in on the joke, except I'm <laughs> except not. Except you're not. It's the ultimate punked. A reality TV show where the host thinks that he's getting ready to punk other people, but they keep punking him. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really good. That'd be a fun concept. How about you? What's going on? What's going on? Your eyes are glowing. Thank you. Thank you. I showered. You know, just sometimes doing the basics mm-hmm. changes everything. Get back to those Amazon basics. Get back to it. Well, I mean, my big check-in was I was just asked today to be someone's maid of honor. So, <gasps> who? very exciting. I wonder who. <laughs> we just, we won't tell them. Who do you guys think I am? Call this number. 555-555-555. W-I-T. Oh, yeah. You gave me a cute box. Should Let's I tell go them what's it. in it? Let's you can go tell through me. it. I have a whole little pamphlet, which I'm not reading to you guys. It's for me only. Got some cat-eyed sunglasses that I already took out because Artemis is going to sit in this box. And evil eye necklace because don't fucking look at me. With those Scorpio eyes. Don't give me that bad energy. The sun catcher, which I'm really excited about, especially moving to L.A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> going to capture so much light and make the little rainbows everywhere. It's going to be so cute. I was also thinking that Artemis would love that. To play with it? Yeah, like little. No, no not, she can't do that. Not She'll play it. with the sun catcher. Play with the light that it's cast because they oh, wiggle yes. and move around. She will love that. Oh, my gosh. She'll love that so much. We got a purple candle. Purple's my favorite color, so it was the best choice of candle. Very cute. I love it. Um, Some chocolate, which I'm like, I kind of want to eat right now. And who's this? A dark chocolate almond buttercup, which I will politely try. Thank you. And vomit it if I don't like it. That's okay. Yeah. Don't tell me though. No. I'll do it when you're gone. Thank you. But the, the actual chocolate almonds toffee and sea salt one, that looks like a winner, baby. I was also like, let's get the big boy. Exactly. The maid of honor. Yeah. Give her the big one. <laughs> give her the big you one. You should give everyone else a smaller one, though. Like, <laughs> not, make them know their pecking order. They're not getting treats. Yeah. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> not with shipping. They have little gifties, but they're not getting treats. That, <laughs> you, you guys don't get to have treats. Okay, I know. I just, I don't know what you like. <laughs> I'm not feeding anyone else at this wedding. That's it. There's also, the, so there's, like, the wedding budget, and then there's, like, my personal budget. Mm-hmm. And so, like, but the... It felt kind of selfish to be like, oh, all the gifts I'm getting for my friends are out of the wedding budget. So I was like, well, who can I afford <laughs> to give treats to? <laughs> and who else can I afford to buy little gifts for? Like, this little $7 is going to break me. It could. So I can only do it for one person. Well, thank you. I'm so excited. Ooh. 
Thank you for saying yes. Of course. That's so exciting. Oh, she's going to produce. Oh, we doing it. All right, baby witches. We are in the final countdown. It is March. It's is it March? It's March today. <gasps> That's crazy. So we have a month, maybe, probably not even, before Alicia moves to the City of Angels. Uh, Heaven. <laughs> she's dying. She's That's it for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so Alicia and I are trying to get to 500 Patreon witches so that we can afford to buy some new recording equipment. We've been experimenting. You've heard it. You've seen it. You've been here live with us on the journey. It's true. Our remote recordings are fine. Yeah. Yeah. They could be better. And yeah. so Alicia and I are saving up for some really nice equipment so that Alicia, once she gets to LA, she can have a better recording situation. You know, it's like she's, she's got to build a whole scenario, a whole studio. A whole thing. In exchange, we have for you 80 extra bonus episodes, over 31 hours of extra content. This is crazy. That is crazy. So last week we covered the Lyman family cult. It's too much. I honestly, I was like, the baby witches, they deserve it. It's over 40 minutes. Wow. It's generous. (laughs) A generous tasting. And next week, oh, it's a surprise, baby. Oh, it's a surprise. Hell yeah. So head over to our Patreon, $5 Patreon, which is and above. Get two extra episodes a month, which makes us a weekly podcast. And that is all we ask of you. And of course, you know, Marcel and I are going to be moving soon. And if we're unable to do a full length, we're still going to do a Patreon episode. And that's not to say we're stopping full lanes or anything, but just moving across the country is a lot. It takes, it takes a long time. It takes a bit of time. You gotta yeah. walk all the way there. <laughs> With my couch on my back. Yes. And, and Artemis on top. Exactly. I know. So you have to forge for food. <laughs> you just eating out of the dumpster. A little raccoon. It's delicious. Just like when I was a teenager. Day old bread. Um nom nom nom. Um nom 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 nom. So good. Uh, speaking of so good, so good. Yes. I'm feeling a little bit like we're getting back to our roots today. Oh, okay. Getting back to something that feels um, like so very much in our wheelhouse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just today we're talking about dreams. <gasps> dreams. Passions, goals. Uh, the kind that live inside uh, your subconscious oh. that keep you company during the sleep time hours. Night terrors. Yes. <laughs> Nightmares. Nightmares. <laughs> um, hauntings. Uh, cerebral hauntings. True reality facing you. Yes. I love that. I actually have a theory, and I told this to someone, and they were like, I hate this theory. But I have a theory okay. that when we die, we just go into dream world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and who I told this to was like, we better fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> but just like your subconscious just kind of completely enveloped you, and you go on these really like disconnected adventures for the rest of like... Eternity. Eternity. Yeah. <laughs> And she was like, no, please, no, I'd rather not, no, nothing, there'd just be nothing anymore. Oh, no. I was like, well, I think it, that it could be a fun way to spend eternity. Yeah, well, once you, okay, so you die. Mm-hmm. You can go into the dream world. Yeah. Can you lucid dream in the dream world if you're dead? Or do you become aware of the fact that you are in the dream world at any point? Well, because when you dream, sometimes you can become aware. Mm-hmm. But then it can also switch and become another dream. Exactly. So I think maybe you can have moments and then it like changes and you forget again. Yeah. I just feel like 
that sounds like a fucking party. <laughs> right? I'm not ready for it to end. Yeah. I would rather be in fucking hell than for it to end. Okay, honestly. Yeah. Hang out with some people. Yeah, Abraham Lincoln. Do some coke off Satan's butt. Like, Let's do it. I don't know if Abe would be there, but Mary Todd, I think, would be partying. <laughs> would hell. be there. It should yeah. be wild. There'd be like titties out type mm-hmm. of situation. It's like Mardi Gras all day, every day. Yeah, yeah. She's wrestling. Yeah, people. With me. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a great time. But anyways, we're going to talk about dreams. We're going to talk about dreams. Alicia and I have a lot of experience talking about dreams. We also have a lot of experience dreaming. I have a lot of dreams. Yeah, you do. All the time. You do have a lot of Almost dreams. Almost every night I That's have a dream. amazing. I know. Did you stop smoking weed? Is that what, what it is? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but even with smoking weed, sometimes I still have dreams afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know crazy so patreon witches will know that alicia and i are world famous dream oraclers Mm -hmm. we oracle in we oracle out but even if you have listened to every episode of our secret patreon exclusive podcast pillow talk you're still gonna learn a little bit of stuff today so yes hang around hang out hang out it'll be fun and you're gonna learn stuff we haven't talked about so exactly so great before we start i did want to share with you personally alicia yes this website called dreambank.net. Have you heard of this? No. So dreambank.net was created by Adam Snyder and G. William Domhoff. They're like these doctors at UC Santa Barbara. Okay. I was like, I don't know them. You don't need to. Great. But what they've done is they've collected over 20,000 dreams and created a search engine through which you can navigate them. And these dreams date back all the way to the 1940s. What? Of like just wild it's amazing it's amazing so I spent probably like a good solid three hours just like going through and reading random people's dreams they've organized them by dreamer so you can search Vicky a 10 year old girl Toby a friendly party animal Arlie (laughs) a middle-aged woman and go through all of the dreams that they've reported for like the past 40 years wait can you submit on it I don't know That would be cool. That would be amazing. Yeah. So if you want to get high and read dream journals from the 1980s, I just wanted to give you this gift. Because it sounds like a really fun activity to do if you're alone at night and um, kind of being consumed by existential dread. It sounds like a good like monologue reading. Yeah. You get some some friends together, drink some wine and Mm -hmm. just like say these dreams with emphasis, you know, Mm -hmm. with drama. So my first question was... What is a dream? How you define a dream, baby witches, has a lot to do with the culture that you grow up in and the kind of psychology that you subscribe to. So biologically, I'm just going to get into this brain zone. Dreams are a byproduct of good sleep hygiene. Sleep hygiene being good sleep habits that help your brain clean itself, which is what it's doing while you're sleeping. Your head. It's just mopping. It is basically (laughs) a Bosch dishwasher. Oh my gosh. A state-of-the-art luxury kitchen appliance that is very, very expensive if it breaks. So at night, while you sleep, your glymphatic system, your brain bosh, floods your brain with flesh, with flesh fluids. No, with fresh fluids. (laughs) It's maybe it's fleshy. um, Cleans out all those brain cells that you love so much that are holding on to all of that trauma. And then flushes the old fluids out into your circulatory system. And I really spent some time trying to think of like a Tide Pod joke, but then I kept getting really nauseous. Why? Because I don't know. Did you eat a Tide Pod? No, it's a lot of body talk. Oh, but Tide Pods aren't. Baby, don't question me. (laughs) Let me just tell you what my experience is. Wait, 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 wait. 
Tide Pods don't go into dishwashers either. Well, fuck. <laughs> What's the one that goes into Cascade. the dishwasher? Cascade. <laughs> well, now I'm not nauseous anymore. She's like, I don't have a dishwasher. I don't have I'm a like Tide Pods. Listen, I am not state of the art. <laughs> I don't got the Bosch. So there's been a ton of studies done that if you have poor sleep hygiene or your sleep is like fitful or interrupted, delayed, et cetera, your brain can build up toxins like soap scum mm. basically on your brain stem. And those toxins will eat away at your brain cells, which leads to brain degenerative diseases like Alzheimer's. So the way to combat Alzheimer's is just to sleep. Yeah, your whole all life. All the time. Uh, not, I mean, maybe not all the time. Sleeping beauty. Just knock me the fuck fucking out. Fucking give her. And just kiss me. Xanax. And feed her little bits of sugar water mm. like she's a butterfly. Nom, nom, nom. Now, baby witches, how do you develop good sleep hygiene so that we can meet up in the dream world and kill Morpheus, the god of dreams? I don't want to kill him, though. He's kind of hot. Well, then you don't have to kill them, but maybe me and the baby witches got our own thing going on. That's fine, but that's called a coup against me, and I don't <laughs> know how I feel about that. So here's, here's my first tip. Good mm-hmm. sleep hygiene. Consistency. This is not about the odd night out with the goyles. This is, on average, you need to get to bed at roughly the same time every night because your brain and your body and me, Tara Keck, thrive on ritual. What time are you going to bed every night? But that's private. What is that private? I don't know. You know what that's, time I'm going to bed. That's like the most public thing you can tell the people. <laughs> I don't want them to know when I'm conscious and ready to defend myself. <laughs> what time are you going to bed every night? 1 a.m.? I'm very comfortable. Yes. I mean, your body, your choice. Thank you. Uh, Okay, baby witches. Your room is your palace. You need to make it dark, quiet, and comfortable. On average, studies have shown that the optimal sleep temperature for a room is between 60 and 65 degrees Fahrenheit. That's too cold for me. That's too cold for me. Well, you need to get some blankets. I do have some blankets. I'm I'm like all covered up head to toe. I have like a little scarf wrapped around me and like a hat. Like... You should That's get 60 maybe, degrees. I would die. You should maybe get a, a more blankets and more hats. I would freeze to death. Maybe. I would freeze. Being a little combative I right now. I pee a lot in the middle of the I'm night. I'm just trying to give the people what fucking I'm Huffington just saying, Post. Personally, I disagree with the science. Okay. That's, that's it. I, I respect you. But I will write baby to the witches. Huffington. Baby witches. You need to get some blackout curtains. Tell your roommates to turn down their Call of Duty game. This is a matter of life and death and Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Next up, I need you to kick. Not Alicia. Ignore Alicia. Alicia's got her own thing going on. She's got her own rituals and we respect them. But baby witches, <laughs> you need to kick all technology out of your bedroom. That means computers, televisions, and yes, your smartphone. I know it is hard. But in fact, I think it's important that you avoid all technology an hour before you're trying to sleep. Because that is about how long it takes for your brain to calm the fuck down. I don't want to hear it. But you do. Okay. That's the thing. But Craig of the Creek? It's the nighttime show. That's my bedtime show. I want it. And and I'm happy for you. You're saying that an hour before you fall asleep, you don't watch any Craig of the Creek? No, I read. No cartoons? I read. Oh, oh, she reads. Okay, okay. Our or maybe librarian maybe over I take here. a little maybe I take a little shower maybe take a little bath. Wow, 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 wow. I see I'm the degenerate. No, you are not. <laughs> okay, and you might be saying, "But mama, my phone is my alarm." And I say, "Quit your job." <laughs> you, you don't, don't need that job. You don't need to go anywhere. You don't need to be anywhere. Number 1 important object of 2023 
Just work on your sleep hygiene. But also, you can go on Amazon and get an alarm for $12. And I also, wanna... just learn to wake up without an alarm. <laughs> just do it. People do it. Get over yourself and be better. Yes. And then finally, baby witches. I know it's hard, but you need to skip the alcohol. I'm not saying all the time. But alcohol is a depressant, so it can make you sleepy, but it will fragment your sleep. So it's going to wake you up at odd hours, turning your stomach, flooding your body with sugar. So your daily nightcap should maybe transition to a sometimes nightcap or like a special occasions nightcap or maybe like get a happy hour and then wait three or four hours before you go to bed. That is going to have you having good quality dreamy dream dream sleep. I agree with that. God, fucking finally. Okay, so, <laughs> so that's the science. Mm-hmm. But what's the magic? Because we are spiritual beings having an experience and that matters. So baby witches, many cultures, religions, and crunchy aunties believe that dreams are more than portraits of our psychological state and day-to-day worries. It is more than just me dealing with my fight that I had with my coworker or maybe my weird relationship with my husband's mother. (laughs) Dreams have been viewed as divine messages from gods, avenues through which the dead can contact us, prophetic insights from the future, and our spirits leaving our bodies and traveling into other dimensions. Spooky. Baby witches, if you have any spells about other dimensions, send them to witchespodcast at (laughs) gmail.com. Was that fluid enough for you, Marcel? Okay. So let's get into some history, and then we can get to the fun stuff. Dream interpretation has been around since at least ancient Mesopotamia. We know this for a fact because we have stone slabs dating back to at least 4,000 BC discussing dreamers as signifiers for impending doom because the ancients were paranoid. There were a lot of, like, big things out there. They, yeah. That could kill you. you Animals. Know? Floods. Tornadoes. Earthquakes. Er- Lava. Yes. Oh, uh, um, those, those, uh, those pit, those sand, sand, sand. What is it? Sand. Quicksand. 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 Quicksand, dude. It must have been more of a problem back then than it is now. <laughs> In this 1970s when exactly. Scooby-Doo covered it every five episodes. I know. Um, the easiest place to find concepts of dream interpretation are in literature. So in Mesopotamian stories like Dumuzid's dream, Dumuzid, a king, had a deeply metaphoric dream, and I'm going to read it to you. Ooh, okay. Okay. Story time. This is from thousands and thousands of years ago. This man had a... fucking good. I can't guarantee. (laughs) Men have not grown since. Oh, okay, okay. In my dream, rushes were rising up for me. Rushes kept growing for me. A single reed was shaking its head at me. Twin reeds. One was being separated from me. Tall trees in the forest were rising up together over me. Water was poured over my holy coals for me. The cover, I always want to say, of my holy cum, but it's <laughs> the cover of my holy churn was removed. My holy drinking cup was torn down from the peg where it hung. My shepherd's stick disappeared from me. An owl took a lamb from the sheep house. A falcon caught a sparrow on the reed fence. My male goats were dry. He goes on and on and on and on. And then at the end he says, and Dumuzid was dead and the sheepfold was haunted. So he finds this dream very unsettling. This was very dramatic. And very confusing. Mm-hmm. And he calls on his sister, Justine Anna, and she says, why'd you call me? I'm busy. Okay. I have limited time. I'm a woman. I'm going to die in childbirth any minute. But then she says, the rushes rising up for you, which kept growing for you, 
are bandits rising against you from their ambush. The single reed shaking its head at you is your mother who bore you shaking her head for you. The twin reeds of which one was being separated from you is you and I, one will be separated from you. The tall trees in the forest rising up together over you are the evil men catching you within the walls. That water was poured over your holy coals means the sheepfold will become a house of silence. That the cover of your holy churn was removed from you means the evil man will bring it inside in his hands. Okay, but is churn... Is churn come? I don't know because it looks like if you put R and M together... It does look like chum. Chum. And what else would be churn? The cover of your holy churn. What is a holy churn? Churn, butter. Yeah, so holy... But but that's kind of like jerking someone off. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Haxon. Yeah. It's very yeah, sexual. Very sexual. I think it's a sex thing. It Which does. We, why are you talking to your sister about this? <laughs> well, Boundaries. back then. <laughs> Every lady's a lady. Every lady's a lady. So this is all to say that dream interpretation has been happening for a long time. And none of this stuff seemed very apparent to me. But yeah, I mean, if you knew the guy, like this would make more sense back then than now. Because now it'd be like the reeds shaking its head at you. It was just in the wind. Yeah. The reed was just moving in the wind. Mm-hmm. Why are you taking it so personally? It was just a metaphor for how beautiful the reed is. For how beautiful your life is. Yeah. Relax. Like, take care of your sheep better. <laughs> That's really what I took from this. But it's not just literature. The Mesopotamians hired professional dream interpreters. This was a job that I you could get that. a degree in. And they catalog their techniques in what's called the Assyrian Dream Book, a collection of tablets found in Ashurbanipal, what's considered the oldest surviving royal library. So move over, Library of Alexandria. In Hindu philosophy, dreams aren't even necessarily separate from our everyday reality. In the Vedas, there's an Upanishad called Mandukya that analyzes our tendency to regard dreams as unreal and our waking state as real. So here's a logic. Mm -hmm. Follow me on this. There's our waking world, with all of its like, physical properties okay Mm -hmm. and there's the dream world with all of its non-physical properties and we perceive we have the prejudice that the waking world is true and the dream world is false okay however in the dream world you can experience pain sorrow joy fear you can eat a delicious meal you can be betrayed by a friend you can get married all of these things can happen to you in the material world Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the real world There's a lot of things that are false, that are mirages from what is truly happening. So your perception of the waking world innately creates an opportunity for falsehood, sometimes just as many as in the dream world. So everything's a lie. I 100% agree. The dream world is real. The dream world is my real self. Yes. The Mandukya Upanishad goes even further to say that dreaming is one of the three states that a soul experiences during life. Um, That's waking, sleeping, and dreaming. The idea is that removing our natural prejudice that the dream world equals false and the waking world equals truth and make it something like the dream world and the waking world are things that are happening to my soul Mm -hmm. equally, you kind of come to this idea that like all consciousness, all experience, whether sleeping or awake is an experience your soul is having and all of it is important because the body and reality as a whole is all a mirage anyway. The whole physical world is just like this collective everything is a fucking lie food is poison medicine is poison plants are poison the air is poison cats are poison cat well cats are poison on my little heart 
I know. She's all real. All right, back to it. So okay. all around the world, from Mesopotamia, Babylonia, China, Mesoamerica, people have been taking career aptitude tests and getting back dream interpreter. Uh, okay. That did not come up when we were in high school taking these career aptitude tests. Well, how serious did you take it? I took it so seriously. Oh, what did you get? Leader. President. You know, something I, like that. ENTJ. Dictator. <laughs> Podcast host. That wasn't even Podcast a Podcast host. <laughs> in 1981, a study was done. I got artist. Thank you. Oh, okay. In 1981, a study was done on the dream interpreters in Momostentango, Guatemala, also known as Aiki. And there are not a lot of videos out there that help you pronounce Mayan words. Mm. So this is as far as I got. So Aiki, which translates to day, sun, or timekeeper. So in the Mayan belief, your Nawal, the part of you that leaves your body during sleep, travels around and goes on adventures, sometimes meeting up with other people's Nawal, sometimes in the Nawal of people that have passed away. Mm-hmm. But day keepers have a special soul that stays in their body called Koyopa, or lightning. This lightning buzzes around their body, zapping them, and makes it possible for them to perceive messages from the external world, giving you kind of like these zapping, these rhythmic zappings that like a spiritual Morse code clue you into what's happening and help you interpret dreams. Okay. There's a really comprehensive, maybe kind of dated article on the Momos Tintango Daykeepers by Barbara Tedlock available for free on Anthrosaurus. But I tell you all of this because there seems to be two kinds of dream interpretation. One, dream interpretation based off data. So that's like red means this, cow means this, whale means this, like mm-hmm. b- the bulldog means you're gay, da, 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 da. Love that. And then dream interpretation based off of intuition. So this is the idea that there's like deities or one's own personal spiritual gifts like can take in the message of the dream, untangle it, and then create a more holistic view of the dream. So here's an example. And this comes from a day keeper. Okay. A dreamer reports that they've had a vision of being attacked by a bull. The bull tosses him up into the air. And the dreamer grows a pair of massive, beautiful wings, like an angel. He circles the bull and kicks it in the face. That's unnecessary. Why doesn't he just fly away? Exactly. Well, you can't always control your dreams. He wasn't lucid dreaming. Okay. The daykeeper interpreted the dream as a message from beyond, that the dreamer had not performed the proper religious costumbre for their dead father at his funeral, and therefore, to make up for it, he should pray daily and burn candles. And so I personally, reading my What what Do Dreams Mean book, like may not come to that conclusion about like this dream about this bull has to do with my father, but because he's coming from a space of where a deity is speaking to me and I'm receiving messages from beyond that they can say, okay, the bull is a kind of nagging sensation. Um, you grow these wings. This means that you have kind of like a holy uh, presence or duty and that as you're circling it, you kick it in the face and this nagging sensation of being like, you've kicked your father's angelic dreams in the face. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm confused by this one. Okay, tell me about it. I mean, listen, this happened in 1980, and I do not know this man, and he probably did. Who's the bull? Like, okay, being attacked by a bull. So maybe you're being attacked because you didn't do the proper ritual for your father's death. But then you kick it in the face. Mm-hmm. So Insult it's like, injury. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess maybe. But that seems like 
a really out there way to interpret this. Mm-hmm. Maybe bull is like masculine. I just feel like you shouldn't be able to get little angel wings. You took that power and that privilege and use it against those who needs you most. But also... Your dead dad. You should just bury people the way they want to be buried and not have a problem. What? what why'd he make this a problem? I don't know. I don't know. He created this own problem in his life. This guy's fucked up. He's probably still alive. It's only in the 80s. Yeah, I don't know how... I mean, if, you, if you're a dream interpreter and you're 50 in the 80s, that was like 40 years ago, right? Yeah. So you might be dead. You'd be yeah, 90s. But you could be alive. Mm-hmm. Depending. Let's find him. What's his name? I don't know. We'll find him. We'll figure it out. Okay, a big question we had is, why do some people remember all their dreams better than others? Because I remember so many dreams. Mm -hmm. So many dreams. Like an elephant. She remembers it all. Like, especially if I write it down. That helps a lot. Marcel, not always, you know? And so it just kind of depends. And so it is a capital F fact. It's a fact, guys, that nearly every person dreams every night when they go to sleep. Even if they don't remember their dreams the next day. It's a fact. Mm-hmm. You dreamt something. You just don't remember. You're gaslighting people. That's you on you. did dream. Stop you did lying. Dream. The average person only remembers about half of their dreams. So in a given week, maybe you'll remember a dream three to four times on average. Oh, wow. Are nice. you like, do you think that's a lot or not a lot? No, I'm just thinking about how I probably have secret dreams. Yeah. That even I am not privy to. They're like locked back in there. Secret gay. Secret gay. Dreams. <laughs> Not-so-secret gay dreams. (laughs) Researchers used to believe that the length of sleep and quality of sleep affected dream recall. But a lot of research in the past 20 years, it's been discovered that those with inconsistent sleep schedules are actually the ones who can recall their dreams more often. Oh, this makes sense. Because, like, it's kind of like if you need to just hop into REM and your body just forces you into it. You have REM sleep, you pop out, and REM sleep is when you have the dreams. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Your body's efficient. Exactly. It's working. It's working overtime all the time. It has also been discovered that if you're a more creative person in your waking life, that you will more likely remember your dreams than someone who isn't creative. Bum, bum. How embarrassing. (laughs) How embarrassing. You're not creative, baby witch. Researcher David Watson, a professor of psychology at the University of Iowa, said people who are prone to daydreaming and fantasy have less of a barrier between states of sleep and wakefulness and seem to more easily pass between them. Watson's study found that people who had more vivid, unusual, and interesting dreams had better dream recall. He believes these findings are part of what researchers call a salience hypothesis, which basically states that the items that are unusual are more easily remembered. So if you dreamt of a giant snake chasing you and swallowing you whole, that's fucking weird. And that's why you remember it. Because what the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah. I love this whole idea of like, um, you don't remember your dreams because you're not interesting, (laughs) nor creative. (laughs) You're boring and you wake up at the same time and you go to bed at the same time. Harvey, get your life together. Exactly. So do our dreams actually mean anything or are they just kind of fun? Well, what do you think? Well, I mean, I think everything means something. Everything is a message. I'm zoned in, dude. <laughs> she is. I'm looking for signs. The synchronicities. Mm-hmm. But the honest answer is like, realistically, we don't know. We have no idea. Dreams have been, as Tara said, interpreted since fucking ancient Mesopotamia. And many famous psychologists have delved into what dreams may actually mean. So here are what the most famous psychological theories on dreams are. In Sigmund Freud's book, The Interpretation of Dreams, he theorized that dreams are related to wish fulfillment. 
What do you want, baby? What do you want? He wrote that subconscious desires are hidden beneath the actual imagery in our dreams. So that's kind of like the reeds. They're shaking their head at me. My mom's disappointed. Exactly. That the dreamer can decipher these by reverse engineering the dream work their brains have done to help them figure out and process emotions and desires. And then Carl Jung is over here thinking that dreams reveal both thoughts from the collective unconscious and personal beliefs, which I kind of love that idea of the collective unconscious. I'm obsessed with it. The soup. The soup. He also believed that these thoughts are often portrayed as symbols and archetypes, such as the hero, the mother, and the wise old man. Unlike Freud, Jung wrote that dreams are highly personal and that only those very close to the dreamer could decipher them, which kind of makes sense with the Mesopotamia one again, because it was his sister who was deciphering it for him. Yeah, the, like the context matters so much. Yeah. And like where you come from, like I imagine that like someone um, that like grew up in like France would have a very different interpretation for a dream than someone that grew up in like... I don't know, South Africa. It's kind of like color theory too. Like different Mm -hmm. cultures have different color theories. So red meaning blood here is like good fortune in Asian countries. Like there's a difference. And then Calvin Hall interpreted dreams as a way in which the brain conceptualizes elements of our waking lives. He would examine the dreamer's actions, the interactions within the dream and the objects or symbols present when trying to interpret them. He would also look at the setting. Where are we, you know? He believed that by understanding what these elements meant and why they were portrayed in a certain way, he could better understand the dreamer. We're looking at all of it and we're trying to make conclusions about what that actually means about you Mm -hmm. in your waking life, but as the whole person. So even the unconscious of what's going on with you. But there are some universal dream themes that people have. And we're going to get into them, baby. The first one, falling. Oh, I know this one. So falling is actually the number one dream that most Americans have. Really? Across the board. Yeah. Whoa. And so usually it's not falling like into a manhole or like free falling from the sky. It's that dream where you're just walking along and you suddenly trip and then you fall. And then, so for me, I'm always like walking upstairs. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Why am I exercising? A stairs, there's dream? an elevator. Yeah. So I'm walking up these stairs. I trip on the stair which happens to me a lot in real life too. And I fall, but you always wake up before you actually hit the ground. Yeah. Usually when you have these dreams about tripping and falling is when you're about to fall to sleep. Mm -hmm. And that happens to me too. It's like I'm almost asleep and then like suddenly I jerk awake because I had this dream. And like I literally jerk. Hate that. It's so scary. To like catch yourself? Yeah, I think so. Or like my leg twitches or something. Mm -hmm. There's like a whole physical movement I have when I wake up from this type of dream. And so that's the time when these dreams are the most prominent. It is believed that this may scientifically happen because you were triggered by a drop in blood pressure, a movement of fluid into your middle ear, or you might have like a limb dangling off the side of the bed that's like kind of like unconsciously you realize it's free floating. Oh, whoa. So there could be some scientific explanations for this. But I think this theory is so fascinating, okay? Some psychologists believe that these dreams are archaic memories from the time when our ancestors were monkeys. Like it's just been implanted in our DNA code through generations. So your great, great, great times a thousand great gorilla grandpa nearly fell out of a tree. That is a Coldplay song. (laughs) That definitely has to be. The great gorilla grandpa. But he caught himself before falling. And so that memory of that catch 
is what has been imprinted into our genetic code. Oh, trauma. Yeah, it's kind of like a trauma, like it's a billion generational trauma, but like warning kind of response. And that's why you dream of falling, but you never hit the ground because the monkey who hit the ground is dead. There's no way to have that memory. Yeah, because you don't because know they died. what happens at the end. There's no, like, you're on a, they couldn't have produced children because they died from falling out of a tree. Wow. Is that crazy? I was like, I'm so for this. This is the wildest theory I've ever heard. Symbolically, dreams about falling are about a loss of self-control. It may be about a fear of letting go in your life. That could be an insecurity, lack of self-confidence, fear of failure, or that you're having a hard time coping with the situation that's happening around you in your waking life. This dream could also be a warning of something concerning that you noticed in real life, like is there a wobbly stair in your building or a window that won't shut all the way? This is your dream self saying that you need to get your super to fucking fix it, dude. Call him up. You like feel unsafe in some way. You have just fix it. Be the change that the world needs you to be. And then Patreon member David had a chase dream related question. So this one's for you, David. Although the players and specifics of each dream may be different, of each chase dream, like the monster chasing you, are you chasing someone? Where are you? All of that. There are a lot of themes about people around the world and from different cultures that relate to chase dreams. Like people just have this dream all the time. That's fascinating. Being chased in a dream is super common and it represents almost literally that you may be running away from something in your waking life. It's a dream that's a metaphor for insecurity, baby. Oh, easy. What is the problem? It's you. (laughs) It is believed that the figure that's pursuing you represents the unresolved aspect of the dreamer's circumstances or personality. If something is chasing you in your dreams, ask yourself, what am I running away from? And if you are doing the chasing, you're trying to banish something in your waking life. It may be some anxiety that's manifesting or some negative self-talk that you're doing to yourself. Well, baby David, uh, <laughs> what are you running from? What are you running from? Turn around and face him. Do you have chase dreams? Like, I really don't have this kind of dream. Yeah. Well, I have like the zombie dream, mm-hmm. which is very common. But I actually had, and I say this. Um, this like turn and face them. I actually had a dream recently where I was being chased by zombies Mm -hmm. and we were in a mall and instead of running from them, I ran towards them. Damn. And the dream ended. But like it was very strange that like your inclination is of course to run from the thing that's chasing you. But like once you see its face, I wonder if that would change your dream. Yeah, there were theories that a way for you to get over this dream is to stop running, turn around, face them. And what I read was even like rip their mask off their face. Beat the shit out of them. If it's a lion, I don't know if you'll rip the mask off their face. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I always feel like in my dreams, it'll be almost like the anxiety before knowing that I need to run. Mm -hmm. But I never actually do the running, which is good because I would probably just fall and trip and wake up and fall yeah yeah you'd fall and then that's a whole other dream exactly that's a whole different thing we're playing at and now the most common the most hated dream here she is here she is welcome to the stage your teeth falling out 
And we had Patreon member Stephanie ask about why we have these fucking awful dreams about our teeth falling out. And I really feel you, Stephanie, because I actually had this dream like a week ago. Oh, no. In my dream, I kept missing with my top teeth with my tongue, kind of like when you're a kid and you have like a loose tooth and you just like, you know better because like in the dream, I'm an adult and I know that means my teeth could fall out, but I can't stop. Because it's so unnatural to have your teeth move and like mm-hmm. that sensation. And so, of course, I like push it out with my tongue and my teeth fall out. And in my dream, I'm always super embarrassed and mortified and try to like book a dentist appointment to fix it. <laughs> so in my dream, there's a re- part of a reality where it's like, okay, people do have fake teeth and I can get this fixed, but mm-hmm. I'm still like so embarrassed. Yeah. I mean, in the in the era of veneers... I know, right? We're thriving, right? Every every celebrity you know has veneers. Exactly. Beautiful teeth. These are like the ultimate stress dream, and it can represent an anxiety or insecurity that's happening in your waking life. Usually these dreams occur at a time of transition in your life, which is really interesting because like I'm about to move across I'm the country. Literally so I literally <laughs> your whole life is gonna change. <laughs> Everything is different. Everything in, could be different. In a month and a half. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, we can see how that lines up. Another reading for what this dream symbolizes is that you losing your teeth is a memory of how you lost your teeth when you were a kid and that you were literally losing your childhood innocence at the time. So with the loss of teeth comes losing your innocence. So this may mean that you're experiencing similar feelings in your waking life as you were feeling in childhood. Like, were you self-conscious? Were you afraid of change? Like... Mm. I don't know. Did you feel fucking goofy with no front teeth? But I like actually don't remember feeling self-conscious about losing my teeth. I don't know if you did. Like I as a cool. kid. Yeah, I was like, I'm getting fucking money from the tooth fairy. That song, All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth, applies to me. Yes. Like, I felt like a baller, you know? I also like fully in like first grade thought boys that had no front teeth were really cute oh my gosh isn't that weird tragic it's like i'm glad that was a first grade like only response (laughs) what if that was you now like you see a man with no teeth and you're like hey handsome hey (laughs) your water doesn't have fluoride does it (laughs) you haven't seen the dentist in a very very long time have you how and then if you're dreaming of animal teeth that may represent aggressiveness in your waking life. And if you dream about fake teeth, that may be about a concern with your own self-image. But I am curious, though, do you think people who have dentures or veneers dream about fake teeth more than those who don't have them? Oh, like they've lost their dentures. Yeah, like they've lost them or just like it's just in their dream. Or they're getting veneers or something happens to their veneers or... Mm -hmm. Or they have to like lose their teeth all over again. Yeah. Or they look in the mirror. Ah, oh, there's teeth in there. <laughs> Nightmare. Because I was thinking like in my dream, I'm always at a point where I know I can get fake teeth if mm-hmm. I've lost my teeth. Mm-hmm. But I never get the fake teeth. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if people who already have purchased fake teeth can dream more about what that is because they've actually experienced it in real life. That would make so much sense. Baby witches. Send us your spells. <laughs> Sorry. No, uh, baby witches, if you have fake teeth, let us know. Do you dream about your teeth and how fake they are? 
And yeah, I was thinking maybe that could also be an archaic memory because if you lose your teeth back then, which there was no dental hygiene Mm -hmm. for most of humanity. In the 80s. (laughs) In the the 80s and before. But maybe that's also like a genetic code kind of stress dream Mm -hmm. where if you lose all your teeth, then probably means you're like diseased with something and you're about to die. Something's wrong with you. Yeah. Very scary. Let's go to my favorite dream. Your favorite dream. My favorite. I have it all the time, apparently. About school and dreams about taking a test. Yes. So I also have this dream all the time. Is this a perfectionist? This must be like a type A. I think it is. Dream. I think it is. For me, I always have to go to math class in high school and pass this class. But when I get there... I realized that even though I need this class to graduate, and I know I need this class to graduate, for some reason, I spent the whole semester skipping this specific class, and now it looks like I won't graduate because I don't know anything. (laughs) But at the same time, I know so firmly in my heart that I have an MFA and two bachelor degrees, and I'm like, how in the world did I graduate high school and go to college twice, but then it's some kind of like dream loophole where it's like... It doesn't make sense, but it definitely does make sense. There was some kind of fucking problem in, in the computer system. Exactly. You forgot a credit and nobody found it until now in the year 2023. Exactly. Okay, so a version of this school dream is super common. It may not be like mine where I'm like, I know I have my degrees. But some <laughs> part of this is very common for people. In fact, it's the third most common dream that Americans dream about. We are nervous about school. We, we have really built up, built up like anxiety over the education system. These dreams can happen to anyone in any age group. Sometimes these dreams are highlighting an insecurity that's taking place in the dream. For me, it could be fear of failure or anxiety about math specifically or an anxiety about having all of this knowledge and still getting duped in the world somehow, you know? <laughs> If you're being scolded by a teacher or another schoolmate, this dream could be about a feeling of inferiority or guilt for something you've done. If you're dreaming a lot about a specific school teacher, you may be hot for teacher, but this could also be your relationship to authority figures. What is the teacher doing? Are they mad at you? Are they praising you? Are they ignoring you? How does that make you feel about your mom? Yeah. Do you deserve it? Do you deserve <laughs> Are you a dummy dum-dum? <laughs> Sometimes these dreams may reveal a hidden desire for you to go back to school, perhaps when times were simpler for you, that you want to recapture that sense of freedom, optimism, and ambition that you had back then. That like anything could happen. My life is just starting. I'm at the very beginning. If you keep having dreams about school or taking a test and not knowing the answers, ask yourself this. Do I have any unresolved anxieties from my childhood? The answer is probably yes. Yeah. If you are listening to this podcast, you are seeking some kind of repair (laughs) from something that happened to you. You won't be able to solve this overnight, but you may be able to make baby steps towards resolving these childhood anxieties that you still carry with you just by identifying what it could be. Identify it. Go to a therapist. Boom. One and done. Another question you can ask for yourself is, Does the dream teach me a lesson? For me, it's maybe do the work and don't spend a semester skipping class and still hoping to pass it. Is that the lesson? 
just do the work? I mean, maybe it could be like there are parts of you that you are ignoring that feel integral to like your success or like becoming who you truly are. Like maybe you're forgetting some part of you or you're ignoring some part of you that like needs the work and that like you can't just like show up at the end of the semester and expect to pass a class. And so are there parts of you you're ignoring? I mean, your skincare, obviously you're paying attention to. Your career, obviously you're paying attention to. Your sleep schedule is... Impeccable. It's own spaghetti <laughs> dinner. It's its own. She's vividly dreaming. So we. She's vividly. She's vivid. Okay. It's she vibrant. She's vivid. She is vibrant. She is vivacious. Mm-hmm. Voracious. All of it. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. What am I ignoring? On purpose. Therapy. Or accident. <laughs> Therapy. Who Therapy. Knows? And what's happening in the drama of your waking life that you can learn from? That could also be the lesson. Do you know any high schoolers? Are they dramatic? They're all dramatic. Yeah. They're all dramatic. It is also said that if you dream of teaching a class, then that is a sign of good fortune. Oh, because you're the expert. Because you're the expert, baby. You're the hot one. Expert, hot for teacher. And then the last dream we are going to talk about is the dirty one. (gasps) Sex dreams, baby. Who are you having sex with? How much sex are you having? And is it filthy? (laughs) Is it doity? (laughs) nasty i hope so i hope so for your sake because i think sex dreams are fun so what does your erotic dream mean and baby it means you want to fuck you're horny you're horny dude that's really what it means and the nature of the sex dream may reveal your hidden desires about what you want sexually and romantically are you dreaming about having an affair on your partner and you feel very bad about it then maybe you just got a case of the wandering eye Get like a little evil eye necklace for that, you know? Are you happy with your sex life? So if your answer is no, then ask yourself, how can you communicate with your partner to have a better sex life? Mm -hmm. Is it not your sex life? Are you fine with your sex life? Can you communicate better with your partner about intimacy? Is there something more you want from them? Cuddling, quality time together. Just buy, buy me some fucking flowers, something like that, you know? And if there is no way to have that conversation with your partner, should you be in this relationship? Let's ask the real question. That's the real question. Honestly, would you be better off sleeping with someone else? Maybe. Maybe. And are your dreams telling you that maybe you're gay? That's fine. That's okay. Embrace it. You can use your dreams about sex and intimacy to navigate what you want to have in your waking life. And if you've decided you're happy in real life, then just a Enjoy your little horn dog dreams, you pervert. Exactly. Baby, you are allowed to have a complex inner landscape. If you're like, I am monogamous in my waking life, but orgies in my dream life, have at it, dude. Yeah. Have a great time. Do not be haunted by your very sexy dreams. Exactly. You are desired in the dream world, okay? But fun fact, if you dream about visiting a brothel, there will be an improvement in your home life. So go have fun at that brothel and make sure to tip. Please tip these men in the dream. Please. They're working hard. And then do you want to remember your dreams? You're like, I've been going through this whole thing. And you're like, I don't remember any of my dreams. You can get better at it without being a creative person. You can just get better. It's a muscle. Exactly. Keep a dream diary. When you wake up, write your dreams down immediately. That'll help keep it fresh in your mind. And when you forget the dream, you can always come back to the dream diary to remember it. Follow a regular sleep schedule, as Tara was saying. Since you experience most of your dreams in the REM stage, you'll want to ensure you're getting enough REM sleep. 
to do the sleep at least seven hours every night and stick to a consistent sleep schedule. I've also read recently that um, women actually need to sleep more. I love that. Physically, like their bodies do more crazy cuckoo banana shit. Mm -hmm. And so they actually should be sleeping maybe upwards of nine hours in a night. I love that. I think that's great. And then also I read that like um, uh, women uh, like biologically need more money and maybe um, little treats. And like biologically, I also think women deserve like um, a massage. Biologically? Biologically. Yeah, biologically, our bodies just need it more because mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm very little. <laughs> You're so small. I just need to be taken care of. And sometimes, I mean, also big women deserve also, massages. All women, all women deserve massages. All non-binaries, come on over. We're just going to have like a little massage. And then there was one more um, way to remember your dream. So I had Marcel test it last night mm-hmm. and I don't think it works. But this was saying that before you fall asleep, tell yourself, I want to remember my dreams. Actualize. Actualize. Manifest. Yeah. And so I made Marcel do it last night. And then when he woke up, I went up to him and I'm like, did you remember your dreams? And he was like, no. Well, maybe he's not a very creative person. I think he's creative. I think he's sleepy. (laughs) He's just sleepy. He was like, no, what? Who are you? But it's also like. That one doesn't sound like it would work. Yeah, fair. I get the whole self-help idea of like, if you change your identity, you change your habits, where if you identify as someone who is avoiding drinking or someone who doesn't drink, you're more likely not to drink. Whereas like, if you identify as someone who remembers their dreams versus someone who wants to remember their dreams, it's da 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 da. Is it just lying? Lying? I mean, fake it till you make it, baby. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. Daddy. Yes, doll. How you feeling about dreams today? How you feeling about dreams dreams. lately? I love dreams. I love dreaming. Like dreams are so personal that when, you know, you have like a weird dream and you go to work, you don't really talk about your dream. No. Unless you're that fucking weird person at work. But it's a thing that's happened to your soul. And, but it's happening to other people too. And no one's talking about this fucking weird ass, like possible nightmare that they just had the night before for almost no reason exactly and we're told that dreams are boring like people are always like i don't want to hear about other people's dreams are boring mike says this to me all the time i'm like but what about our dream daughters but like it is i don't think other people's dreams are boring i love hearing about yeah i love hearing about them some of them are just buck wild to the point where i'm like is that real did you really dream that i'm a dream denier that means it's time for which is in the news. Baby, what's the news? What is happening in the world that we need to know? Here's what else you need to know today. A lot. First up, an alternative to Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, oh, do we love trans people? We do, baby. This is for all of our gamers out there. We at Witch Yes have been trying to tone down our coverage of all things Harry Potter due to a certain author who seems to be... A real villain these days, you know? It's it's turning out from a villain arc to really a villain ascension. Exactly. But the Hogwarts Legacy game is now out, and many of us want to play a witchy video game without supporting a turf millionaire. And guess what? You can! Oh, really? A trans witch game bundle is available on itch.io. It's called Trans Witches Are Witches. And it's a collection of magic-themed games, zines, and music by LGBTQ creators. 
For the same amount of money that you could spend on Hogwarts Legacy, you can buy 69 items made by independent queer artists. That is a sex one. Mm-hmm. Instead of supporting a turf millionaire who doesn't know how to get off of Twitter, by buying this bundle, you will be supporting queer independent artists. Literally, your money is going in the complete opposite fucking direction. 24 of these games are digital, while 41 titles are physical tabletop games. Magic Trick allows you to skateboard as an adorable witch. Tarot Theo's Quest is a pixel-based JRPG where you can collect tarot cards. (gasps) Casting Hearts is a witchy dating sim about anxiety. Like, these are all so cute and fun. Oh, I love them so much. At this point, the bundle had a goal of reaching $192,000, and it has surpassed that goal today as we're recording on Friday, February 24th. At a number $207,000. That means by the time this episode goes out, that number will be sailing so much higher. They deserve it. For independent artists. We love this. And if you can't afford the $60 price tag, you can get an alternative to the alternative bundle. An alternative to the alternative. For only $10. That's crazy. And we love you. So the links to everything will be in our show notes. You're welcome. Isn't that awesome? I love this. I do too. Something we don't love is our second story. Witch doctor, in quotes, arrested by Duluth, Georgia authorities. 44-year-old Hassan Shalgin, a self-proclaimed witch doctor, was arrested by Duluth police in early February for sexual assault. Investigators believe that he had communicated with his victim through social media to lure them to his house. They arrived at his house for a ritual cleansing. Oh, no. In quotes. And once they were there, Shalgin made them remove their clothes and he raped them. So very, very bad. God, that's awful. Before they even went over to his house, the victim had paid Shalgin $500 for his cleansing services. So also, you know, the psychic con artist taking advantage of people. Not good. Awful. His charges are for rape, battery, false imprisonment, and theft by deception. At the time this article was posted around February 9th, Duluth police were concerned that there may be other victims that he had communicated with. So if you have any information about other victims of Shalgin, please contact the Duluth, Georgia Police Department. We put their website in our show notes as well. That's Isn't so that crazy? awful. Like you, you come to someone with so much trust and then maybe you have like all of this shame, like not only like because you have been assaulted, but because you went there under yeah. all of these circumstances. Like that is, ugh, that's so awful. It's very gross. Very, very gross. Georgia witches, come out. Yeah. And our last story... A pastor accuses Beyonce of being a witch. So religious crazy (laughs) Tiffany Montgomery, a pastor credited with founding the Covered by God ministry, had a controversial sermon in February where she called Beyonce a witch. Our Lord and Savior Beyonce. How dare she? In this economy? It's so rude. She gives you so much. She really does. Like consistently too. Here are some quotes of Tiffany in her sermon. Beyonce don't even hide her worship to her many gods. The devil gave her influence to millions, and she uses her platform effectively for the kingdom of darkness. Any of you who are going to Beyonce's concert, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. How dare you call yourself a Christian? I don't care what pastor you got who's okay with it. I don't care what pastor you got that thinks it's cool. I don't care what pastor you got that sing along to the songs because they want some clout. I particularly love this quote. When a witch has a coven, it's normally a small thing. 
witches' covens are normally three to seven people, which I was like, well, where are we getting these numbers from? <laughs> How do you, where's the data, baby? When it becomes thousands, it's called a hive. Y'all a part of that lady bay hive, and you call yourself a Christian? May the dealings of the Lord come upon you. Okay. Bay hive is amazing. And also hive-based covens is an amazing concept. Yeah. Lots of honey. Mm-hmm. All working together. Common good. We got a queen. We know what we're doing every day. You wake up with purpose. Exactly. So, okay, I'm like, she's just a crazy religious woman, basically. And many social media users have called Tiffany a hypocrite after finding that she had tweeted her love for Beyonce back in 2010, 2011, and 2012. Literally with tweets like, Beyonce, exclamation point. Or, um, I love love in caps, Beyonce, exclamation point. Whoa, this new Beyonce song is fire, exclamation point. You know, personally, I think Tiffany is just trying to stir up drama Kanye style. But damn, just leave everyone in their $500 Beyonce concert tickets alone. Yeah, it's giving like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, that's what it's serving to me. And that has been... Which is in the news. Oh, thank you, baby. Oh, you are Delicious so Delicious news. And you know what? Thank you. I just said you're so welcome. And thank you again. <laughs> baby, as we end this podcast, as we end this show, as we um, take that midnight cap, mm-hmm. I have to, I have to, I have to ask you. How? What? When? Why? Why? How is your New Year's resolution going? You thought we weren't going to, but we were. I love it. The New Year's resolution check-in. Okay, it's March. The gyms are empty. The gym's devastated. Honestly, I... Depleted. I I have complained extensively about the cruisers that were hanging around January, February. Now not a problem because you don't go. No. Well, I go. (laughs) I go. People have bad weight etiquette, and so those motherfuckers are still around, but the cruisers are gone. So how is your New Year's resolution of abundance? Abundance. I mean, I'm still digging it. I'll try to remind myself it. So if I feel like something's not going my way, I'll be like, abundance, 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 abundance. I'll even write it in like my morning pages. Mm -hmm. Abundance. Abundance, abundance. Because I think it's like a process. So what I'm trying to do is a whole like change of frame of mind. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to be easy and I'm not just going to get it immediately. But it's just about like setting myself up for success. And I feel like I'm vibing Mm -hmm. with that. Like... I've been thinking abundance and then like someone reached out about needing me to work a gig or the move to LA. We have a possible sublet option that was extraordinarily easy to get. So just like abundance is happening. Abundance. She is out in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm living for it. Yay. And it's just about reminding myself of it. Mm-hmm. And then what about your New Year's resolution? Cut the fat. Cut the fat. Cut the shit. Oh, you're at the gym. The I'm fat's there. gone. I've been very proud of my back muscles. But so when we checked in at the beginning of the year, because I usually in, Jan- in December, I test out my resolution. Mm-hmm. And um, at the time, I have found that cutting people and things, easiest thing in the world, because you just kind of throw them away or ignore them. Cutting <laughs> habits... <laughs> are harder. So one of the things that I'm working on right now is investigating my thoughts and working with this mantra of um, switching over that tape. 
So mm-hmm. you have this tape that's been playing your whole life and it's telling you this message. And um, maybe that tape was made or conceived of or useful in times of your life that are not relevant anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I've been working really hard to kind of say, that's like an old tape that I'm playing that isn't really relevant to me anymore. So that's one of my big habits that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working on. And um, but I'm running out of things and people to throw away. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of like you've been listening to the A side for so long and you just got to flip it. Yeah. Let's listen to the B side. Yeah. What's going on over there? I've never heard these songs before. Exactly. Exactly. And then my other one was forgetting my goals. And I think I've been really good about that of just like focusing on like, what do I do day to day? And instead of viewing it like my goals is like, I have to like get, big, big weighty goals kind of. Yeah. It's okay. like, I have to get this show right now. I have to sell this much art. I have to make this big piece. And I have to like, I've been working on this show as you know, um, for like probably the past year of like, I have to finish this right now. But actually if I like say that's going to take care of itself. If I focus on, what, what am I going to do today? Where am I going? Because maybe actually the goal that I'm focusing on isn't a goal that's meant for me. If I just focus on what I'm doing every day um, and work on my systems of how I'm trying to get to that goal, I'll probably get some approximation, if not to an even better goal. Fucking shoot for the moon, you'll land above the stars. I love that. That's my goal. Shoot for the moon, you miss the moon. You miss the moon, you're going so fast. You're still in space. Time stops for you, you're going so fast. You might be in like a different universe, honestly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The dream world. I think that's amazing. Yeah. And I like that we're both moving and grooving and we haven't forgotten about the resolutions because that's what happens around this time. Mm -hmm. The sun comes out a little bit, you start to forget about things. And listeners, this is what we want you to do is just check in with yourself How are your resolutions, your yearly manifestations? How are they going? And you're not supposed to be winning anything. Yeah, not right now. There's no success right now. It's just how are you doing? Could you align yourself a little bit better to be on track for what you want? Because we want you to be your most successful, authentic selves. Mm -hmm. But we got no control over you, baby. That's all you. That's that's in your sphere. Mm-hmm. That's your tape you have to deal with. But we're here supporting you along the way. We would like to thank our producer, Marcel Perez, our creative director, Mallory Porter, and Kevin McLeod for the music that we use in the intro and outro each week. I'd also really like to thank anyone who's left an Apple podcast review. I'm in a blood feud with several of my friends that also have podcasts. So we need at least... 300 reviews that would be very helpful to me and my personal vendetta but also please subscribe to our channels on spotify stitcher wherever you get podcasts head over to apple Podcasts, give us five stars you can write anything hopefully it's kind and it costs you literally nothing but it means everything to us that is true and if you want to find me alicia i'm on instagram at alicia period herder and if you want to find tara i'm on instagram at her lovely face that's my art insta and then we are on Instagram, at which, yes, share an episode in your stories. Tag us. We'll feature you on our stories. We also love memes. We we live it up, dude. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Can we just really quick shout out Momo, who sent us Valentine's? Yes. Thank you, Momo. We love our Valentine's Day cards. They're, They're so, so cute. Sweet. You've got a pizza in my heart. Oh, and so it's a pizza. Shaped in a heart. How could you not love that? That's so cute. And if you don't like any of the socials, you can always contact us via email at witchesspodcast at gmail.com. If you do like the socials, you should head over to the Discord server. Oh, it's popping over there. It's popping. It's in our show notes. Join any question about witchiness you can ask, and the community will have answers. And baby witches, if, if you're worried 
If you're feeling like your heart is empty, well, let me fill it up for you because we have a Patreon. Patreon, which is $5 and above, get access to two extra episodes a month. $10 and above, get access to our close friends list and more. Plus, they're getting early access to all kinds of stuff. Like you, they get to ask questions. They had all of these dream questions. We said, that's a lot of information. <laughs> and then um, and then we moved on. But anyway, baby witches, Patreon is where it's at. It is. And like I said, while Marcel and I are traveling across the country, if we don't have time for a full length, we will make sure there is time for a Patreon episode. And baby witches, if you have any spells about traveling across the country, please send them to witchespodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, well, we would love to shout out your listener spells, so hit us up. And this has been Witch Yes! Witch Yes!